Welcome to TYB On The Run. We are in Ruth 2 for this session. TYB On The Run is about reading the Word of God over you as you go ahead with all your busy lifestyle. You're cleaning the house or you're on the bus and we get to get into the Word of God through podcasts so that we can really just immerse ourselves in the Bible. We're in Ruth 2. This is Ruth meets Boaz in the cornfield. Ruth 2. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out into the field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseers of his harvesters. Who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I've told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband how you left your father and mother in your homeland and came to live with a people you do not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to this man, let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks from her, for her for, from the bundles and leave them for her to p- pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to an ephah. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the, the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added that man is our close relative. He's one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it would be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the woman of Boaz to glean until the barley and what what wheat harvests were finished and she lived with her mother-in-law. This is such a beautiful story. We we started Ruth 1 with this story of of lead, them leaving, the family of Elimelech leaving Bethlehem and leaving the provision of God, going to Moab 
and then marrying uh, Moabite women and all this bad situation happened and back in. Now we're back in Bethlehem and you can see the provision of God over this beautiful situation that was seemingly destitute. Widows in this time again were destitute. They had to go into the fields to beg. And you can see through this story, did you hear it? You know, that, that she was worried about the men um, harming her. And even Naomi says at the end, go back into that field because the men won't harm you. Because at this time, as a widow, no one was there to protect her. No one was there to take care of her. And this sound of the destitute nature that she's in, not just financially, not just with provision and food, but also with protection. And I love the fact that throughout this story, there's these things. Did you hear it? In 2.2, it says, um, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. This was just a random field that she picked. She didn't know that Boaz was part of the family. She didn't know that she was walking into the field of that would bring her so much favour. Yet she, she, because of her loyalty, because of her heart, it's, it's almost like God is the, the third party in this story that is just orchestrating everything from behind the scenes. And I love it where it says, as it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. I love this almost like God doing a behind the scenes, as it turned out, you know, a coincidence more than, you know, this is a God incidence. And it was God that put um, Ruth into this field and the correct field at the right timing. Don't you just love the provision of God when you really just say, I'm going to be loyal, I'm going to keep going, and then God's provision just comes through and you just so happen to be at the right place at the right time. And I love this sound in this book. I love when it says that Boaz comes in. It's almost like this beautiful romance story when Boaz comes in, this guardian redeemer, and we're going to have a talk about this. Again, she's a Moabite woman. So, see, in... um. In the Levitical law, they were actually called to take care of people. So when they did the harvest, you can hear it in this story and you can hear what's happening. In the harvest time, they were actually um, called in, in the, the, sorry, the Old Testament that they have to leave leftover grain for those who are foreigners and those who are destitute. So even in the provision of the law, there is this provision to take care of those who are in need. And um, you can have a look at this. Um, in Leviticus 19, 9 to 10 and Deuteronomy 24, 19 to 22, it actually states that they, they are to leave a little bit aside so that those who are destitute, those who are widows, those who are in, in um, foreigners in the land could come in behind them and have something to eat. I just feel like this is such a beautiful thing. It's almost like our tithe. We have 90% of the, the harvest that we can gather for ourselves and we kind of leave that 10% aside so that the people who need it genuinely can be taken care of. And that's like when I give my tithes to church, I am reminded of this story of Ruth, that I'm almost like harvesting my field of the 90% and leaving some behind so that they can be taken care of. And I just love this this sound in this um a story. I love it here where it says um, 2.8. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Boaz says to her, look, stay here. I'm going to I'm gonna take care of you. Why does he say that? Because they identify this woman as the woman who, yes, was faithful when her husband died. They identify him to, Bo to Boaz and says, this is, this is Naomi's um, 
daughter-in-law and he knows the story of what's happened and he takes care of her because of that because of her loyalty she got favor and was blessed and I just absolutely love that I love in 2 12 where it says may the Lord repay you for what you have done may you be richly rewarded by the Lord the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge do you remember in Ruth 1 where she says um I will leave my my home and I will die where you die but she also says your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And I love the fact of this sound of God of all the nations in Ruth. He takes care of, of his people. But in this story, he shows how he takes care of those foreigners who come in for protection under the, under his hand. And it says here, Boaz says, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. I love this sound of God of the nations, that he doesn't just take care of Israel, even back in Ruth, even in the Old Testament, back in Ruth, he's taking care of these um, of the Moabites. And I just think that is so beautiful. I love also this sound. And we're going to have a quick chat about this, where it says, um, I don't know what about you, but it reminds me of the um, New Testament story of the breaking of the bread, where, where she's eating and it says, um, Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over and she'd eaten. She brought it, she brought it back to um, Naomi, but what did she bring back? She brought back the food where it says in 14, when she sat down with the harvested, he, harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. That reminds me of the language of God's multiplication in the New Testament where they ate as much as they wanted, the 5,000, and then they had 12 baskets filled left over. And you know what? This beautiful lady, Ruth, does not even throw it away or anything like that. We find out later in the story that she brings it home to give to Naomi. What an absolutely beautiful heart that once again, even in her destitute state, even in the state where somebody is feeding her the leftovers, she is taking what is left over and providing it for somebody else. There's this beautiful sense of community and taking care of one another in this story. And I love that in the um, Old Testament, the ancient Near East custom and the Jewish custom of taking care of people, taking care of your family around you and taking care of, of those who are less fortunate than you. And I love that. In 20, it says, the Lord bless him when Naomi finds out about Boaz. Wait, the story gets even better. Um, said to her daughter-in-law, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our, I love the reversal of Naomi. From the beginning in Ruth 1, she's like, God has abandoned me. Do you remember that moaning moment where she says, don't call me Mara because the Lord has abandoned me and made my life bitter. I went away full. And, and she has this moment where she's she's just mourning the loss and everything that she's lost. And then at this point, because of God's provision, because of God taking care, she actually says he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. And she starts to declare the goodness of God. Can you see how when we are blessed and we take care of others, that the goodness and the favor of God is shown throughout the whole process? Because Boaz took care of Ruth and then Ruth took care of Naomi. Naomi is restored to her God because of the kindness of, of, of what's happening. And I absolutely adore that. We've got to remember that as Christians, we are called to pay it forward, to, to show kindness where there's hatred, to show you know love and provide food for people so that they can see the reversal of their situation. Once they thought God had abandoned them and now they know that God is with them on the provision of a beautiful man and a beautiful, loyal daughter-in-law. Now, one last thing I want to chat to you about is in um, the end of this sentence, 
in 120, it says, she then added, that man is our close relative. She is shocked at the coincidence of God. I can't believe you just so happened to go into that field, Ruth, and he is our closest relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Now, again, in the Levitical law, a guardian redeemer was a relative who could come in and save and rescue the family that was put in this position. A guardian redeemer would come in and provide financially, would come in and redeem the situation. And again, this is a typology of Christ, that in this destitute situation of even a Moabite woman, God is sent this kinsman redeemer or guardian redeemer, this person who is in their family line called by Levitical law to take care of um, their family, to redeem the situation, to turn it around for good, just like Jesus did for us. We were all in a, in a destitute situation and in you know begging in fields and doing things like that, not, not uh, in a sort of a metaphor sense. We were in a destitute situation and Christ came and provided for us and redeemed the situation. Christ came and set us free and changed our mourning into dancing. And I love this beautiful sound as we read Ruth to this guardian redeemer. If you want to have a bit of a nerd moment, go and study what a guardian redeemer is in the Old Testament text and you'll really see how God provided in the Old Testament for every situation that people would face. It's quite amazing. And I love this. So Ruth stayed close to the woman of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished and she lived with her mother-in-law. Can I just say Ruth stepping into that field took such such boldness because as a Moabite, she really, you know, the foreigners and the the um, destitute were provided for in this, but Boaz had every right to kick her out. Boaz had every right to say, no, don't, don't be in my field. And but because she's not technically part of Boaz's king um, family, she's she's in in the the lineage of she's a Moabite woman. So he, in this beautiful sense, again is showing how God redeems a situation. She comes from. Uh, losing her husband, her father-in-law, losing her brother-in-law and all this situation and then she ends up being redeemed by Boaz and becoming one of the women of Boaz working in his field. So she kind of gets employment, which is just so beautiful, and provision. I absolutely love, I am loving reading the book of Ruth from a cultural perspective. And as I said, this is about redeeming our situation. Even though God sometimes doesn't seem like he's doing much, he's doing more behind your back than he is in front of your face. You will say at some point in your life, I had no idea that God was going to turn this around. Just like um, Naomi or Ruth, I had no idea that I was working in the field of my guardian redeemer, the very one that can redeem this situation. She was working in the field of her family. Why? Because God's provision and providence was over her and his favor was over her, just like you. You will find there will be times where you're not sure what's going on and maybe you found yourself in a time where Everything looks very bad, but God is, and Jesus is your kinsman redeemer. He will redeem it. He will turn it around for good. Just keep walking forward. Keep staying in Bethlehem like we talked about last week. Remain where you are planted and God will turn the situation around for good. I 